It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to another episode of the Industry Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie, and I'll get to the other co-hosts of these fine broadcasts here in just a second. But first, I want to thank our sponsor in Gold Star. We've talked about how Gold Star is absolutely very well known in the promotional products industry as the clear leader uh, in the category of writing instruments. But I always like to define what that means. What does being a leader mean? Because it's one of those marketing words that people toss around, but there's very little substance behind it. With, when it comes to Gold Star, however, there's a lot of substance behind it. And the first one that really comes to mind is their speed. They have such capacity, they have the, the most decorating capacity of any writing instrument supplier in the industry. And what that leads to is the quickest turnaround times in the industry. A full color wrap and bestsellers turn around in 24 hours and they have 72 hour production on just about everything else. And don't forget that also includes free shipping in the continental United States and Canada. So there's really no reason not to consider Gold Star as your first and only choice when it comes to writing instruments. So if you want to learn more and get some great ideas on how pens can be more than just a promotional writing instrument, go ahead and sign up for your free brand story toolkit by visiting them at goldstarpens.com toolkit. You won't be sorry you did. Before I introduce the other three folks on this fine broadcast, I want to go ahead and remind everybody you can listen to us always at promocorner.com, but you can also listen on your favorite podcasting service. That could be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Promo Corner, hit that handy subscribe button. Now, as I mentioned, with me is Jeff Franklin, the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, who is our uh, supplier on the podcast. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing all right, Bill. How are you? Delightful. Stephen McFadden, president of Perfect Promotions and More, who has that distributor hat on. Good morning. I'm doing good. Well. Yep, good afternoon. Morning. Good evening. evening. Good night. Whatever, <laughs> whenever you're listening. Whenever you're right? listening. <laughs> and of course, the lovely and talented Meg Erber, who is the outside sales manager for SNS Activewear. Meg, how are you? I am doing fabulous. All right. So we have got a timely topic today. Um, as this goes out on July 15th, it is Spark Week. So we are going to talk about Spark. If you're not familiar with Spark, Spark is a next generation education event um, really designed for young professionals in the promotional products industry. And we're fortunate that Stephen McFadden is currently on the work group of Spark. Jeff Franklin, you were on the work group of Spark. I think you've rolled off. And Meg, were you on the work group as well at some point? You, you know what? I was not on this one. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, this one in particular, no. <laughs> okay. So I, I'd really like to throw it to Stephen. Stephen, why don't you set the table here? What is Spark? Talk about the, the past couple events, what's coming up, and then let's get into it. Sure. So Spark um, is basically a, a networking group for those that are either new in the industry or for lack of a better term, younger in the industry. Um, so it's it's designed to be a part education, part networking event that kind of c- collaborates with you know the, the, those that are kind of coming in fresh. Um, so that way we can all kind of band together, figure out what's what's pressing in the industry, what challenges they face as someone that may be new, um, or you know, and then be able to compare their best practices. 
uh, and have a resource moving forward so we can follow up with each other and kind of kind of stick together. It's it's more it's, it's very similar concept to um, not the same execution, but very same concept as like a women's group. So like the, you know they have their network and support. Um, this is just a different segment of the industry, which is those that are younger in the industry. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking looking at it, and on paper, it actually sounds pretty amazing. I'd actually really like to learn more. I mean, if I'm new to the industry, if I'm young, I'm in that <clears throat> millennial range, um, you know, even listening to the videos, Dr. – what is her name? Gallant. Gallant, yeah. She, the whole self-awareness thing I feel like is very important. I mean, you watch, for instance, reality shows, and you see all these people, and they're like, my God – it's cringy almost. And if they just had some self-awareness, I feel it wouldn't be so bad. But I really think that self-awareness definitely helps out with leadership. And I think this is the major point they're probably trying to get up across. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all trying to find our space, not only in the industry, but just, you know, our, our place in business a lot of times. And so this is just figuring out, you know, you know, what, how we can kind of pull together and collaborate with one another and uh, kind of, get through the day-to-day and, and also educate ourselves and then also bring stuff back to our companies, hopefully. Well, like I said, on paper, it looks pretty amazing. Uh, Jeff, yeah. So, Jeff, you, you were on the work group, on, I think, the for the initial two events. Is that correct? You've rolled off. Yeah, so I was the inaugural chair for the work group. Okay. And um, so I was there for the conception. It was, uh, you know, Seth Barnett's brainchild, and mm-hmm. it was a phenomenal idea uh, at conception for sure. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, in the sea of old white dudes, uh, it's difficult for, you know, millennials or women or, you know, whatever uh, the different, you know, group is uh, to sort of find each other, so to speak. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's really important that, you know, we just have there's a support system and, uh, you know, a group of networking, uh, you know, and like-minded individuals and peers uh, just to sort of bounce things off of and just for that I guess support system. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was super important. But um, and it, you know, the first conference was phenomenal. I think uh, you know we sort of they they lost a step a little bit the second year, and uh, just sort of hoping to uh, to get some feedback from Stephen as far as uh, you know what 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 changes were made you know from last year to this year. So so Jeff, you said lost a step, and, and I kind of picked up on that when you said it was a great idea at conception. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to I want to press on that. But before I do, let me give a little disclosure here. So a couple years ago, when the Spark um, event was launched, um, and it was Seth Barnett's brainchild, no longer with PPAI. I was very, very supportive of the event as a whole. Um, I did a podcast with Kirby. We talked about Spark, and in a ten-minute conversation, um, I said I said a couple dumb things, which I want to do from time to time. Um, but one of which was, "Hey, all I'm seeing is pictures of everybody holding a beer," which is kind of hypocritical coming from the guy who does the adult <laughs> beverages a week every week. So you know, you, when you you record a podcast and don't edit it, sometimes you end up saying things you don't want. But the other nine minutes, I stand by, and I said things like, "You know, I know I have a feeling it was a great event because I know Seth put his heart, uh, blood, sweat, and tears there. I know the work group did." My my takeaway at the time was, as an older white guy. 
in the industry or a middle-aged white guy, I really am looking to that next generation, that spark group, to lead us where the industry is going. And I wanted to know what was shared there. And, and that was my big disappointment from coming out of the event. And that wasn't a reflection of the event itself. To me, that was a reflection of how it was shared. Um, so I just want to share that. So it's actually come full circle. I'm actually speaking at Spark this week. Um, so it really has come full circle. Um, so I'm going to kind of sit this one out a little bit, but I'm going to guide the conversation. So back to you, Jeff. Like I said, I just wanted to set the table and why I'm sitting it out a little bit. You said at conception it was a great idea, and you felt it lost a step when it was, I think, in Nashville last year. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you feel that? Well, I mean, I, I don't – I'm not – you know, certainly going to say that your comments or your and Bill's, or I'm sorry, your and Kirby's comments had led to you know any of that. But uh, I think just you know with that and then you know other people's feedbacks, I think uh, you know it, it certainly did uh, deter PPAI from sort of letting it be what it was. And I think uh, Big Brother sort of stepped in a little bit. And uh, you know, of course, like you had said, you know, Seth is no longer with PPAI. So um, ultimately, I mean, I, I think that uh, it just it, it, it lost sort of what made it so good the first year. What did um, it lose specifically? Education for, for, you know, just the overall environment and what the, the aura of that event really was. Um, you know, it was very stale and stagnant and very, um, you know, let me put a leash on my kid because uh, I'm a bad parent type of deal last year well if you're expecting to get any better i got bad news for you since i'm speaking there steven what do you say as a <laughs> member of the work group right now i mean that's a very interesting perspective from someone who was there at the beginning where jeff was who's rolled off what's your what's your response to that yeah i i can't disagree with it and i think that's part of it being a new conference you know i think last year was its second year uh first year was you know, let's just see what type of interest there is. Let's see what we can do. And then, you know, rolling into to year two, I, I, I agree. I feel like there was some, maybe some forced education um, that, uh, you know, just kept, you know, kept the the full potential for being reached. So I think what we, we did coming into this year is we did take all the feedback from the education sessions um, figured out, you know, what was good, what was successful year one, what was successful year two, what wasn't successful year one and two, and then we tried to make the best of both worlds coming into this year. So we have a lot of um, open networking forum sessions where there's a lot more discussion led by, you know, each other, which I think was what was really helpful in year one, was being able to listen and, and hear from you know, those that have done things differently in their businesses versus uh, how long they've been in the industry. So this year, we've really focused on going after experienced folks in the industry um, that have really, really unique, creative, um, and informative perspectives that hopefully get us back to, I think, what made it so successful in year one. So, you know, I know yourself, you're speaking, uh, Bill. We've got, you know, Brittany David, Danny Rosen. Obviously, we have a, a spinoff with the, uh, the MIT, Dr. Gallant, who's going to do a lot of stuff with um, the uh, personalities and how, how our personalities work tests uh, that we had to take pre-conference, you know, integrate in with, with the workforce and how you can make uh, drive change within your company. So there's, there's a lot of really interesting ideas. And then we tried not to structure things as much as we did, uh, or, or that was done last year, which I think, as Jeff alluded to, was some of the, 
you know, what, what felt to be like we were being either talked down to or, or you know, like things had kind of gotten controlled uh, too much by PPI. A lot of this would be more open-led discussion from the attendees. So, Yeah, I, I think, I hope so. You know, in my conversations with professional development when they approached me about speaking, um, I would said, you know, I, I, I'd scaled back my speaking this year purposefully. And what made it interesting for me to do Spark, quite frankly, was the fact that it wouldn't be the typical talk that I do, which is a PowerPoint, you know, hopefully it's tactical and things like that. And not that I don't mind doing that. I, I like doing that. But I think this event calls for something different. And so the, the sessions I'm leading, very interactive. Um, I, I, I'm not the teacher here. I'm just the facilitator. And that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I have some experiences I'll share. But for the most part, I want 80% of every session I'm, I'm facilitating to be you guys, when I say you guys, the, the younger generation learning from each other and finding those support systems. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Again, I, I, have, I didn't attend uh, the one in Denver, the one in, in um, uh, Nashville because I'm frankly too old. So I am, I'll be at this one and I'm looking forward to it. The one thing I see I think that's interesting, and this is an outsider's point of view, and the one thing I'll, I'll share is, and I know PPAI has a contract with the Omni Hotels, and I'm sure that's very beneficial both for PPAI and attendees of, of large events like this, whether it's NALC, Women's Leadership Conference, so on and so forth. They're always at Omni Hotels. And to me, this is an event that screams for something different. Um, I feel like it should be in something funky. It should be in a, a flop house. It should be in a, at, at the very least, a hotel Indigo or or maybe a group of Airbnbs that are right next to each other. To me, uh, that's the one thing when I saw the event, I was like, oh, man, I wish it wasn't at the Omni. That's for old people. <laughs> the Airbnb thing is kind of an interesting uh, an interesting take on it. That That could be something to maybe look in or a college dorm i mean colleges are in their (laughs) summer break i will tell you that's not going to change though because they've contracted out for like the next three years so yeah well what about this whitewater rafting trip that looks pretty amazing looks like some fun team building exercises afterward well i think that's that's uh optional yeah Yeah, there's a couple optional uh, events one of them is uh the first day when people arrive on wednesday there's actually a uh, private tour of the Panther Stadium, so those that wanted to, you know, pay for the tour and get together a little earlier can do so. I think there's a group of about 21 folks, uh, as it is now, coming in early that Wednesday to do the uh, Panthers tour, uh, and then Saturday. Actually, there's a couple things. One of them is a community service project that we do as part of a uh, as a group uh, that Friday morning. So there's a session that. Uh, Danny Rosen and actually myself will be talking about as far as um, creating uh, purpose within your company and in your organization. And then that leads into us working with the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Foundation as a group uh, where we're going to do a Backpack Buddy program. Um, and then that Saturday, there's a whitewater rafting event as well. So there's, there's a lot of engagement as a team, as a group, um, and other options, like you said, to, to kind of participate in other fun activities as a group since people are traveling in from all over to kind of experience the town as well so both before on wednesday and then after on saturday that sounds pretty fun so yeah, I mean, that's, the- that's that's part of you know what makes spark so good it's it's not just a stuffy conference you're not stuck yeah. in you know inside the same four walls the entire time you're there there you know it's a lot of uh social networking and interaction that that you know, is a little bit more, I guess, um, in, inducive to, you know, 
actually creating those connections with people and the nice thing about spark is that they've always kept it a relatively small group so it's a lot easier to meet basically everybody that's there good uh, and to get you know that perspective from everybody and to you know make those connections uh i think that's that's one of the things that makes spark so great you know like i said i guess you know and i, I don't i don't want this to be you know just a big old dump session on spark on my behalf because you know it's i was there from the beginning as well and it's it's something that i you know hold near and dear to my heart i think i'm actually one of the ones that really combated uh, Bill and, and Kirby when when I heard the unscripted podcast come out after Spark, um, and that's because I care about the event and I really Absolutely. do think that there's there's a huge need for it and there's obviously been a demand for it because they sold out the first two years and had a wait list. Wow. Um, you know, so you know this year you know they've sold a lot of tickets, but I don't think they've sold out, and I think that speaks to you know the downfall from the first year to the second year, and I'm glad to hear that. You know, hopefully uh, some of the educated sounds like some things have changed. Obviously, we've got, you know, some better speakers in there. Bill's there. Danny Rosen's there. Uh, you know, Stephen, you know, that's something that we've we've done as well as had some of the work group people, you know, talk from time to time. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm hearing good things. So, you know, I'm hoping that it gets better. One thing that I'll say about Spark is that I really think I, I love that it rotates to the cities. Uh, that's great because, you know, as a younger person, you know, you haven't probably seen or traveled a whole lot of the U.S., so you, it's an opportunity to see different cities and different things. Um, the one thing that I would like to say is that it's always in July, and we always go to the south. It's freaking <laughs> hot. Like, you guys got to go somewhere else or change the time of the year that you do it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah right. One, yeah, one thing I want to jump in, you know, with any of these conferences, and I've certainly been to the North American Leadership Conference many times. I've not been to Women's Leadership because... I'm not a woman. Um, but the best thing with these type of events is always, and I don't care, I think this is transgenerational. I don't think it matters what age group you're in. The best thing out of any of these conferences is always the collisions you have um, with people and the networking opportunities, which is, you know, like I said, as I was working um, with professional development and, and Jody Shaw trying to figure out what I wanted to present because she was very, you know, I'll, I'll be very candid. She was like, what do you want to do? What do you think? And so we brainstormed and I came up with a couple of ideas um, that um, I want to be interactive. You know, I want to be share some of my experiences, but I want to use the, the only thing I want to do is share those experiences to lead conversations between Spark attendees. And, and I th I'm hopeful that that is really more of what people who are attending spark want they don't want me yapping at them nobody wants that trust me i've been married 25 years <laughs> they don't want it my wife doesn't want that um but you know I, hopefully it's a lot more interactive you know again not attending the events steven do you have anything else you want to add to this before we kind of start uh, dialing this down yeah, just to just to reiterate that, I think that has been the effort this year uh, with the with the work group is to try to open up those networking opportunities. You know, looking at uh, Thursday and Friday, there's eight, uh, excuse me, nine scheduled networking type events, whether it be a roundtable or an open discussion forum, um, or you know, so it's it's definitely been geared to what people like and what I think the most important part of the conference is, which is networking with your peers and figuring out you know how you guys can help each other uh help one another throughout the year make those connections to kind of last and um you know kind of have that resource going forward so i think that's been the emphasis uh, i think it's i think as on paper that's that's the goal and that's that's what we are, are hoping to do this year 
Meg, do you have any last things you'd like to add? You know, I didn't really add too much to this one, and I apologize. I just have never been, and it's actually, like I said, look, if I was under 35, which, you know, was just yesterday, um, I, I think this would be something that I would like to go. I think the networking opportunities look amazing, and, you know, they always say the best business is done on the golf course. Well, it can also be done in the whitewater rafting. It could be done, you know, anywhere that you're not in a business setting. You know, you're building those relationships, and it's always good to have people at your age to bounce, you know, bounce ideas and get feedback from someone who understands what you're going through. And especially when you're learning these same leadership skills and it may, someone might have a better take on it that's, you know, in your age range that you could apply. And I think this, is, this one looks good. Uh, Bill, where can we register for this if, uh, if we wanted to go? That's a great question, Meg Erber, and I'm happy to answer that. Go to ppai.org slash events slash spark. You can register there. I think there's still a few few seats left. Um, so if you're able to get to Charlotte on short notice, uh, it, would, it would do you well. Jeff, do you have anything to uh, add as we wrap this up? Well, I think registration for this year is closed already. Oh, um, bummer. But what, I w- but what I will say is that I think next year it's – Stephen, where is it at next year? Are they, San is Antonio. It, is it open? Yeah, it's in Texas. It's okay, San Antonio. I wasn't sure if they announced it yet or not. So um, so it's in Texas. I'm pretty sure that uh, one of the people that they are potentially talking about bringing in is Jess Ekstrom, who is the founder of Headbands of Hope for next year. Uh, at least when I spoke with Jody, that was one mm-hmm. of the things that she had possibly mentioned. And uh, Bill, you would know her. She spoke her uh, well. at, at LDW last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely phenomenal speaker. Probably one of the best speakers I've ever heard. No offense, Bill. Uh, she was <laughs> awesome. I mean, literally laughing and crying in the exact same, oh. uh, you know, short session. So I really yeah. hope that. Uh, you know that she is there next year but listen all i know is that every year uh, at the end of spark they give the attendees a survey and i hope people were were very forthcoming with their surveys if they felt you know poorly about last year's and i hope that ppai takes that seriously and actually makes the changes steven it sounds like they've made those strides and so i would just encourage people to to you know get registered for next year go out make spark what you think spark needs to be Great stuff, and I'll add one one last thing. Even though I said I wasn't going to, um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I said some things two years ago that I stand by. Um, I think uh, I, as an outsider, knowing that I couldn't attend that event because I, it's not my age group, but knowing that's the future leaders of our industry, I really wanted to know what happened not like in detail but just kind of some of the learnings where do you guys see the industry going how do you want to shape the industry because i'll be 50 in a few months this is not my industry anymore it's your industry younger generation and and i mean that in a good way and i think you know you know jeff and i did spar a little bit after the initial podcast but i think out of that i was able to see his perspective a lot more and i don't want to speak for jeff but i think he was able to see my perspective a lot more as well and out of that forged what i i, I consider a close friendship um and so the conversations i think are always important and it's always critical to be critical um, of an event like this, mm-hmm. not not to not to crap on it. I never crapped on Spark. I was always complimentary of Spark, and I believe in Spark. If I didn't, I sure as hell wouldn't be speaking there this week. I think it's just important to look at it critically, so it does evolve. But I think what Stephen said earlier was was perfect. Um, 
you know, it, it's an evolving event. It's a new event. You're going to make some missteps. I do hate any thought that because I said something about the only pictures I saw were people holding beers and walking around, that um, that has changed how the the feel and vibe of the event. That would uh, break my heart because that was never my intention. It was just merely an example of, hey, I'm not seeing any of the learnings. All I'm seeing is all the networking events, and I probably chose my words poorly, which happens from time to time. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to being at Spark. I think it's a tremendous event. I think it's a critically important event. Um, so uh, I, I encourage everybody to, to, you know, when people who are attending Spark, share what's going on there. People want to know. People like me want to know what's going on there. What are you taking away from it? What's important? Um, and, and where do you see the, the industry going in the future? So I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm real excited about it. I said I wasn't going to say much, and of course I dominated the podcast because that's what I do. Sorry about that. So, but what I'm not sorry about is the fact that Gold Star is our wonderful sponsor of the podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, they're the true leader when it comes to promotional writing instruments. That speed is amazing. Quickest turnaround times in the industry. If you want to learn more how to make pens more than just a promotional writing instrument sign up for your free brand story toolkit and visit them at goldstarpens.com slash toolkit you won't be sorry you did guys always enjoy the conversation and we'll talk to you next time absolutely take care Bye. thank you for listening to this week's episode of promo corners industry insider for more great content from industry thought leaders including podcasts blogs and videos visit promocorner.com